0: The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSradio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Bart Walker.
1: Well, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. This morning, we're talking law and order, and we're focusing on the city of Murfreesboro. So if you have questions, we ask you to specifically focus on Murfreesboro and you can talk or text. Murfreesboro Police Chief Michael Bowen is with us this morning. Michael, good morning to you.
2: Good morning, Bart.
1: Good to have you with us on this nippy morning.
2: Thank you for having us. Uh,
1: I didn't think about it being too nippy until our weatherology guy just said 29 degrees. I no wonder it's cold. <laughs> no wonder we're feeling chilly. Yeah. And uh, Captain Clayton Williams is with us also. Clayton, good morning to you. Good morning, Bart. How's everything in your world?
3: It's great. It's busy, but it's great.
1: Uh, this is probably not the mornings that you go out and ride your uh, motorcycles. No, too
3: much. but... There's some days I wish I was, but that's okay. <laughs> I think at times, as it was, everybody gets old, say times were much simpler back then. Is that what it was?
1: That's right. <laughs> yeah. I had one also when I was younger. Yeah. And there was just something, uh, not quite yet, but in the spring, early spring, uh, you would drive out on the country roads and you could smell uh, the honeysuckle and things like that. That you, even with a convertible, you didn't smell that. Yeah. Not the way that it, I mean, it was a, a real treat. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. That, it's a yeah, great hobby. <clears throat> great hobby. I mean, and, yeah, getting out there and just enjoying the view and getting in your own head a little bit. Nobody to talk to. That's, that's a good thing.
1: By the way, our phone number is 615-893-1450. If you have a question dealing with law and order here in the community, give us a call. 615-893-1450. And we have a question right off the bat. The person said uh, they were very concerned with uh, the tragic accidents that happened this past weekend here in Murfreesboro. Two uh, on the same day, two fatalities on the same day, both involving cycles of sort. One, uh, I think we in just remembering that, uh, sort of expanding on this person's thought. One was a motorcycle, and the other one was. A recumbent bicycle uh, which is just regular pedal bikes but you are lying down in a prone position Uh, what can people do to be safer and uh, avoid tragedies like that
2: you know bart yeah yeah very two very tragic accidents this weekend and uh involving loss of life and uh, uh our hearts go out to the family in both of those situations uh I know that there are a lot of things, there's different, uh, you have to look at every accident differently and there's always different contributing factors to, to each accident. Uh, and uh, we we are really going to uh, try to push uh, some messaging to the public about some of the more uh, severe, or more, so let me rephrase that, some of the more common contributing factors uh, to uh to these accidents. And with those accidents being fairly recent, uh, before we comment on any type of contributing factors, things like that, we we'll wanna make sure our team is able to uh, really investigate those accidents and really determine what happened in both those incidents. But I think when you go back and you look at data that goes years past, I think some of the common factors in Clayton, uh, uh, he worked traffic forever. So he's pretty familiar with this, but just some of the basic principles of vehicle operation. Uh, uh, it, it may be simple, in a lot of people's minds uh, that that hey am i really hurting anybody by going this fast am i really hurting anything by uh, uh by texting while i drive things like that but yeah ultimately those things can lead to accidents and unfortunately some of those accidents result in serious injury or death they're not always just a property related accident so uh we'll, cons- we'll 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 try to continue messaging uh you know the following too closely the speeds the distracted driving driving those are those are are big and uh we really want people to be able to operate on our roadway safely and uh we want to we really want to strive the education and enforcement part of it and uh, and just uh like i said just make this a, a safe place to travel clayton i'll let you chime in just from your experiences and uh, the time you have with traffic investigations
3: yeah i'm Historically, I mean that that there are trends and that we saw, uh, and I think a lot of people forget. Yeah, these these uh, fatal accidents they're they're the fewer and far between, thank goodness. And and yeah, they sometimes the contributing factors vary on those. Uh, However, the things I think that we can do as a whole and that improve quality of life, uh, as Chief said, I mean these are tragedies, and we hate to see anybody lose their life, but. Um, the things that are preventable are the ones that we see every day, and and uh, it would you know those are the kind of things that we understand, and we get feedback a lot from the community about why isn't why aren't, isn't anything being done about these things uh, because it's it's a it's a tax on you know everyone whether it be time whether it be uh, loss of property whether it be you know our uh, insurance rates things like that it, it's all over the map but you know following too close pulling out in front of people you know what. Failing to yield, uh, using your phone uh, when you're driving, uh, not stopping for stoplights, <clears throat> little things like that that add up to cause collectively a lot of the issues that we have and why the traffic problems that we do. Uh, and it's it's just it's behaviors, unfortunately. And uh, with the advent of cell phone, uh, that's that's something that just kind of increased that exponentially for another thing that distracted people from from driving. So um, so yeah, it's those are com- the common uh, handful that we see consistently on a regular basis even on the wrecks where nobody's injured and and we don't want to discount that because those are important too and that's what leads to the the ones that cause people to lose life and uh and be seriously injured
1: chief Bowen chief uh, alluded to something that i had never heard of uh-huh. and that is he was talking about texting uh people text when they're on a motorcycle
2: no well we we're, were talking about driving in general oh, okay. driving okay. in general no no that, that was just uh in general in general talking yeah, about wrecks yeah. in general and, and driving habits and and issues today and like i said uh i didn't want to comment on any of the factors oh, for sure, those sure. past wreck uh, accidents uh so don't please don't imply that uh, any of those were factors in those and when we get our final report uh, we'll, we'll know a little bit more what to look at yeah
1: just uh, <laughs> give yourself time to get to your destination. People are always in hurry, in a hurry today.
3: Yeah, you're exactly right.
1: And we, we seem to, when we leave to go to work or to school in the mornings, uh, we, we cut it close. And all of a sudden, we find ourselves speeding. Uh, that's where people are running through the yellow lights that turn red on them before they get under them. True. Uh, that's, that's where the accidents are happening.
3: Yeah, uh, I mean, it, and I, it's universal. I mean, I, I'm, I'll tell them this morning I was guilty of this. I came over top to a little rise on Bradyville, and there was a school bus stop there ahead, and should have known that that was coming, but, you know, had to slow down real quick. Uh, wasn't thinking, uh, but uh, that just goes to show you, most of us go the same way every day. You know, we kind of have a routine of our, our path along the way, so we don't have to actively think about that, and it allows us to let other things occupy our time and our mind, so it's a it's something you have to remind yourself of that it's just like any other exercise or any other skill you know it's if you we have to start taking it serious if people want to see things seriously change
1: here's a, a listener who said that they were coming in this morning and an ambulance passed them as they were looking at it in the rearview mirror they first thought it was a fire truck coming because it looks like the red lights have changed some uh have you heard anything about that? Red lights or, or the emergency lights on ambulance.
2: They may I To th- what I'm just gonna be quiet. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't want to yeah, yeah, speculate. Yeah, I I don't know. I I don't know. Okay. Uh when's Chief McCluskey's uh Radio Time? Uh, does he come on your show?
1: He has not been on yet. No. Okay. Okay.
2: I'm volunteering. He used to be. <laughs> he used
1: to be. Or the fire department yeah. used to be on, but then they yeah. pulled off.
2: Yeah, so that would be a great question from them. I can tell you this. I haven't noticed anything. Maybe they changed the style of their lighting or something mm-hmm. like that. I know, as uh, but but no, I, I haven't noticed anything. I've seen several ambulances and uh, fire apparatus coming through town.
1: This uh, one said it looked more like a, a circular light... That was going in a circle. Oh, okay, oh,
2: I know okay. what you are talking about. I, I know what they're talking about. I think yeah. that's one of the Rutherford County yeah, engines. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes.
1: Okay. Uh, on the what?
2: Uh, it's on the front. And that's I on one of their engines, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that's Rutherford County Fire Department. It. I think it's just a way to get your attention. It just, uh, Right.
1: Yeah. Well, this uh, said it was an ambulance. Oh, that may be. They, yeah. they
3: could be using
1: that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 615-893-1450. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> talker text whichever you prefer, 615-893-1450. And uh, here's a person who says, how do you report potholes? They are here and there and uh, really wreak havoc on your tires.
3: Uh, yeah, those things, They, you know, we'll, we can take that forward and forward it on, but the most direct way to get to that is if you would report that uh, city hall to the uh, streets and engineering, part, start with engineering, they kind of, Triage those issues, whether it be uh, light outages, whether it be uh, traffic signal lights, what I meant, or signs down, things like that, roadway issues. Um, Yeah, they'll take those reports, so they would need to contact the engineering department at city hall but we'll try to relay those messages if they can't get a hold of them but that'd be the most quick and direct way
2: i guess the time to call us would be in uh, non-traditional hours for those other or and like i said uh use the non-emergency line and uh, just uh if if that's your only intent is to uh talk about the potholes and then uh, we can try to forward those and i know that uh, i've heard a lot of uh accidents uh, on the interstate involving these potholes so uh, you know if it definitely if it revolts in an accident something like that definitely give us a call
1: here's a listener who says i go to work in Smyrna every morning and i live in murfreesboro and he said 4170 the new nashville highway is stop and go all the time is there anything that can be done to improve that where at least the traffic flows and he says, I feel like I'm stopped most of the time.
2: Yeah, absolutely, in that uh man i hate passing the buck uh but you know that, <laughs> you know that's definitely a traffic and engineering uh type thing where they study patterns and they try to set up lights and uh, try to adjust that flow to where it uh, operates at optimum level and uh unfortunately that's not always the case just due to the density we have and you know i think once you get so dense uh there's really not a whole lot to do you just have to let some of these things work out on their own and i know it's frustrating as heck and it's just uh becoming more and more challenging but it's 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 a reality uh, uh but uh, definitely that and, and i i say you can call them i know that they are always taking the proactive approach and looking at things and, and trying to way to trying to find ways to improve things on their own so i mean i think it's just a given that they're probably doing that at any at any point
1: here's an, another text from a listener they said that they recently put in a ring doorbell which they love But they were surprised to get along with it, a service that keeps telling them there are gunshots being fired in this area and that area, and there's a bomb that went off here and there. They suddenly are very worried about things that are happening all around them. Are these things true, or is this just a person sending out false, false information?
2: so i don't know about the service directly i have those devices and i don't have a service that uh, notifies me of any of that uh, a lot um, of that's user
3: generated content yeah yeah, other people that have those devices so yeah um, i think you can i think they can turn those alerts off however i would say some of those things are credible but a lot i see them a lot of times where it's like hey did anybody see this or they'll pass along information if maybe somebody a suspicious person pulled into their driveway or something, uh, but those are not things that we we put out, right? Um, those are just user generated, uh, pass along information. But I think they can adjust that in their settings if they don't want that information,
1: okay? So, uh, you, you don't have to be bothered with it because I
3: think it's called neighborhood alerts. I think oh, okay. I, I don't know, <laughs> my son in law does it for you. me, yeah. I and
2: mean.
1: <laughs> that brings along another thing. Uh, and and you are uh, privy to a lot of good. Uh, surveillance video, when someone attempts to break in a place. In fact, uh, you've you've been promoting one recently about a person attempting to break into a liquor store. I believe they had a a key, uh, and this picture uh, gets a, a a clear picture of this person. Uh, is that uh, is that beneficial? Do you do you see do a lot of people respond to those?
3: I- you know i think it's 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 hit and miss i mean a lot of times these images we get they they are great and it helps a lot with uh, building the case it's just like a lot of a it's just another tool and another uh, uh item we can use to help put people solvability factors to put people back at scenes of crimes um unfortunately a lot of times criminals will have their face covered or they're wearing something so nondescript or or the the angle is you know pointing down so you don't get a good face but we do get folks, uh, and I know detectives get all kinds of tips when we put, and that's one of the reasons why we share them because somebody will see it and they'll say, hey, I know that, or that looks like so-and-so, and that gives them a lead to follow up on. Yeah. It's definitely beneficial.
2: It's not it's not uh, foolproof, but it's definitely beneficial, and it can lead us in directions. Uh, it might require some subsequent investigation, but it's definitely uh, something that can point us in the right direction, if not outright to identify somebody.
1: Yeah. And here's a, another text on that same subject. This person says, ever since we've had the COVID situation, people have been wearing masks inside banks in different places where you didn't wear masks before. And they're often the ones who are taking clothes and items, merchandise from inside big stores, retailers. They're also the ones that are seen in the photos at the, the banks during the robberies. Is there going to ever be a time when we're said when we're told, you can't wear a mask in these places?
2: You know, I've often wondered that myself because uh, uh, I know a lot of private businesses can regulate, you know, how people come into their businesses, and uh, we can uh, we can enforce things that happen in public setting. But yeah, I don't know if uh, some of these businesses are just don't want to deal with it i don't i don't know what the what the thought process is behind that and i guess just coming off the hills of covid well i say coming off the hills of it uh we probably had time to uh reevaluate some of these things i know that there's been uh, legislation in other cities uh where they have a. Uh, recognize that hey, a lot of people wearing the mask aren't doing it for health reasons they're doing it for other reasons aren't taking steps to address it so that's definitely been something on my mind and something that we need to evaluate and really look at hard uh, going forward
1: so so it would be an individual stores opportunity but they probably would like to have some kind of legislation to back them up so they're not uh yeah, a yeah. lawsuit victim.
2: Yeah, and I don't know what that would look like, or if you can do something like that. I don't know that they. I don't know uh, that that would be a good approach. But I know in a lot of public settings, and we saw it back in 2000, uh, a lot of individuals wearing masks doing things they shouldn't. And you know, anytime you can hide your identity, that's that's a perfect opportunity, especially if you're uh, uh, wanting to participate in some type of criminal activity. I mean just using the guise of the covid medical type uh, event to uh, to use that as a as your uh, ploy for lack of better words yeah
1: our phone number is 615-893-1450 we're focusing on law and order here in the heart of tennessee we're going to pause and check on the traffic and weather we will be back so if you have a question get it to us don't wait until the show's over Get it to us now and we'll work on it. 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. Murfreesboro Police Chief Michael Bowen is our guest, along with Captain Clayton Williams. That number again,
0: 615-893-1450. Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett. Weekday mornings at 10. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hi, this
2: is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the new menu items that we have added is our Salmon Imperial. Our Salmon Imperial is a fresh-cut piece of salmon with shrimp and a crab meat blend. And then we've put our Alfredo sauce on top of it. It's great for a low-carb diet that you can get with spinach, but also it just has an amazing flavor with a mixture of all those flavors between the shrimp, Alfredo, and then our salmon Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demus's.
3: This is Amanda at Animal City, inviting your family to come shop
1: with my family here at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. We have a variety of toys to offer the necessary enrichment for almost any type of pet. Whether you're looking for a climbing tower for your ornamental shrimp, something to keep your hedgehog happy, or a kitty condo, you can find it here at Animal City. We carry products to make your life with pets
3: easier. Come check them out at Animal City. Animal City, 919 Northwest
1: Broad Street in Murfreesboro.
0: This is MTSU President Sydney McPhee. You're listening to WGNS, your local connection to Blue Raider Atlanta. WGNS AM, FM, online.
2: Good morning, they're over here trying to clean up this accident on 440 eastbound just past Hillsboro Pike. Traffic's crazy slow over here now because of that. Between West End and Hillsboro Pike going 440 eastbound, is just dragging along. Try to avoid this area if you can. This wreck looks like it's going to be out here for a little bit longer. It's heavy on 40 coming westbound. Passing the airport there through Donaldson from Hermitage coming in from Wilson County. It's been slow at times on that ramp for Vietnam Vets on to 65 going southbound. Hey, 24-7 reliable crane and rigging service. Services here in Middle Tennessee. It's Tomahawk Crane and Rigging. Check them out at tomahawkcrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
3: We'll see sunny skies here this afternoon with a high in the mid 60s. South winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy skies develop low near 42. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Voitchitsky on News Radio WGNs. Currently, it's 29. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us.
0: Don't throw away old flags. WGNS retires old glory with respect. Bring those tattered Bibles here, too. We're more than talk.
1: What is on your mind dealing with law and order that impacts Murfreesboro residents? Our phone number, 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. We're focusing on the city of Murfreesboro, you know, everything that's in the city limits. Murfreesboro Police Chief Michael Bowen is with us along with Captain Clayton Williams. And one thing that is very much, uh, in, in the news, uh, or in conversation at least is the city's, uh, crime center. How is that coming? We've, we've sort of had a uh, conversation with you on previous shows. Is that growing? Is that sort of coming together even more? Yeah,
2: Bart, it's definitely a work in progress. Uh, uh, definitely, uh, I think we're pretty well finished with the first phase of LPRs, and those have already proven to be a valuable resource uh, uh, to us. Uh, we recently uh, approved, uh, had the uh, Shot Spotter technology uh, approved. So, and, and I'm not talking about the particular brand. There's a brand out there called Shot Spotter, but the 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 shot detection uh, technology. We had a component of that. Uh, that was uh, recently approved. So we'll be looking at getting that installed here in the next few months. Uh, The public safety camera system, I know I've talked about that multiple times and uh, I'm just gonna quit putting deadlines out there because every time I put a deadline, we miss it by weeks. so but that is definitely those things are definitely purchased ready to go up but uh, just going through the permitting processes and getting all that stuff uh, ready for installation we're still working on that but hopefully that'll be up and running before the summer and then of course we had some other uh, items that we've applied for through governor lee's uh, uh, crime grant and uh, hopefully in the next few weeks we'll be able to get that uh, presented and uh, ready for purchase and installation that's there's a deadline on that, that we have to meet. So we'll be working uh, uh, pretty hard to make sure that we meet those deadlines. But uh, the room, uh, we're we're getting it up and running. Like I said, some of the components are actually working. The LPR type stuff, we can access that and utilize it. But it's uh, definitely a work in progress. And hopefully hopefully this time next year, we can say we're fully running and functional. Uh, So uh, good stuff, exciting stuff. It really helps uh, with the personnel hours as far as being able to cut down some investigative time because some of that information is available to us in, uh, in, in real time, and we're able to uh, obtain it fairly quickly. So good project. Uh, just uh, take some time to get it up and running.
1: And so you're hoping to have all of these services under the crime center up and working before summertime.
2: That's the goal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's the goal. Cross um, our fingers. Uh, yes, yes, that's the goal.
1: All righty, our phone number is 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450. Here is a a statement or a question, I guess it is, from a listener. They're saying running stop signs on buses is getting worse. Now, they didn't say what kind of buses. I don't know if it is uh, public buses, transportation or if it's school buses, I hope it's not school buses.
2: Hey, it sounds to me like they're talking about school buses since they do uh, uh, display the stop sign, whatever. It's like anything, uh, I see buses going through town and I, I see a lot of compliance in that, but we know there's instances of non-compliance. So what I would encourage people to do is if there's uh, instances where they're seeing uh, that there's uh, people failing to comply, let us know those locations and the times And uh, we will uh, definitely be glad to put people out there and observe. Uh, Like I said, uh, uh, we do have a complaint system set up on on our website so that people can tell us where these things are happening because uh, not everybody's speeding everywhere in town, but we know that there's locations where people are speeding so people can help us. Uh, determine where those specific locations are where that person is uh, running those bus stop signs where all that's happening it helps us a lot so either call us or you can go online to the traffic complaint let us know where those locations are Uh, that's a a offense we take very seriously and that's something we will uh, gladly put some resources immediately out there to, to monitor
1: for that and that's a problem for all ages i mean the kids get off the bus whether they're little kids or whether they're teenagers and they can walk around and without a moment's notice, uh, a car could be coming along and, and hit them.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, definitely one of those laws that uh, we strictly enforce. And uh, and like I said, if, if we're not seeing those violations and you're seeing it on a regular basis, please let us know and we will, we will get people out there to, to observe.
1: We're back to people being in a hurry, I think.
2: Right, right, just or not paying attention, not seeing that stop sign coming out until the last minute, uh, just, uh, yeah. And then we, we do have a video, and I probably need to post it on our website because there is some uh, confusion, too, sometimes about uh, school buses displaying the stop sign on divided highways versus uh, open lanes. So that's something that I'll, I'll, I'll get with uh, Larry when I get back to the office, and we can uh, post that so that uh, people can see what the the rules are because I think sometimes there's some confusion on that.
1: Our phone number is 615-893-1450. If you have a question, if you have a comment, we'd love to hear from you. 615-893-1450. And uh, here's a question, another question. This one is dealing with uh, people uh, who are in the areas that uh, have a, a lot of traffic. And they're saying that some of the bushes are starting to, you know, really grow. And we'll get even more so as spring arrives, but they're already in places making it hard to pull out onto heavy traffic areas because you can't see due to the bush. What can you do about that?
2: I know that there are certain codes or or ordinances that can be enforced. Uh, So I'd encourage if you have one of those places in your neighborhood to call it in and then uh, hopefully uh, somebody can go out and enforce that and get it cut back. But that's not uncommon to have a a bush in the way, uh, get somebody out there to uh, check with the property owner if it's in the right way and get those cut back. That that can be done. It's not.
1: Okay. Uh, Another person here writes in that they have consistent uh, large numbers of accidents in their neighborhood, uh, especially around their home, which is on a curve. Uh, What can be done to reduce these accidents that they just hate in the middle of the night hearing a crash and then wondering, is anyone hurt?
2: Right. So a big thing is uh, like uh, with the bus stop, uh, just knowing the location and uh, letting us know where it's at and uh, letting us do go out there and evaluate it, uh, see if there's certain times of days, things like that, that we can look at. And uh, if we need to put resources out there, we will. So what
1: kind of other than putting officers out there, what can you do?
2: So uh, we, we do have, uh, we call them stealth cams, so basically we can go into an area where there's a complaint of speeding and we can put up stealth cams and basically what it will do is it'll clock the motorists as they come through there. It'll give us average speeds and it'll tell us, you know, times of day, things like that. So we can look at it and say, hey, 85% of the cars are doing the speed limit or below, 15% are speeding, and here's the times of days that they're speeding. So it gives us a breakdown. That way, we don't say, hey, officer, go sit there for eight hours and see if you catch somebody speeding. We can say, hey, we have a problem here between one and two o'clock on these days. Uh, go out there and do enforcement and focus your enforcement during those time periods. Very so, good. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it, it helps a lot. It, uh, and, and calls and, and, and people telling us where they're seeing the issues helps a lot.
1: Another listener says they are in the downtown area often in the evening hours. And whenever they go near Cannonsburg, they see what looks like uh, police cars in the parking lots because they see blue lights flashing. What is that? I
2: know, I know we mm-hmm. have a trailer set up over there. Okay. Uh, one of our uh, video. Does it tra- have blue lights on? It, it? Does. it does. Okay, okay that's yeah. what they're seeing. I yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's sitting out there in that uh, right in front of the cabin, uh, out in that little open area. So, well, yeah. what does that do? It's basically, we put it up there for areas where we have potential issues, potential problems, and we put it up there as a deterrent and a way to to um, help us out with our patrol.
1: Okay. So is it taking photographs and things of that sort? It
2: has video capability, yes.
1: Okay. Very good. So uh, another way to sort of track the the criminal, catch them in the act, I guess you yeah, could say. Yeah, we
2: actually have, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, four of those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, four for those and we move them around different places different you'll see us put them up around shopping areas during uh during the holidays you'll see us put them in if we have an area where we're experiencing uh uh some some crime issues we'll put them in those areas and they're totally transportable and uh, and i noticed the other day that they had set it up in Cannonsburg.
1: technology has really made policing different over the decades
2: it has absolutely. It has, and it uh, like I said, the biggest thing we benefit from is a lot of the technology just cuts down on those uh, those personnel hours having to investigate. It lets us shortcut and get real information quickly to where we can uh, where, where we can better utilize our time because uh, you know with staffing and everything the way it is in law enforcement, the more you can uh, save on personnel hours with the limited resources, uh, the better off you are, and uh, it's proven effective time and time again.
1: Well, we, we've seen the license plate readers come into being, and uh, you've mentioned they're doing a good job for you. We've seen uh, the you're putting these in uh, items that can detect gunshots and know whether it's a gunshot or a firecracker. Uh, we've seen public safety cameras like you're talking about. What is on the horizon? I, I'm, I'm guessing because every industry seems to have trade publications And I'm sure the police department is no different. Uh, As you look at your trade publications, are there new inventions that are coming out that you're thinking, that looks like that's a great idea? What are some of those?
2: I think the ones that we've mentioned right now are kind of at the forefront. Uh, People trying to get those uh, in place because... uh, it's common technology in a lot of places but in some areas uh middle tennessee area you see nashville you see us you see uh, uh some of these uh middle tennessee cities just now getting those things up and running and of course the uh, crime grant from governor lee is helping a lot of people a lot of people uh be able to obtain those that once couldn't afford them they were able to apply for these grants and, and get some of that uh stuff going uh so those are the big ones for us, and I think in the foreseeable future, that's going to tie us up for this year in a lot of ways. Just getting it, getting what we have approved and what we have proposed up and running, and then uh, we'll just see what the next, what the next component is. Uh, I'm sure there's something, uh, somebody working on something somewhere and it's it's good stuff it's good stuff and it's uh like i said it's just uh, really proven beneficial in a lot of ways and i always have to go back with the disclaimer hey we understand that there's a there's a lot of privacy concerns with the use of this technology and we are really sensitive to that and uh, we really want to utilize this technology in the best way possible I know with the LPR technology, we posted some uh, frequently asked questions. If there's any other questions that people have above and beyond what we have posted, feel free to ask. We've put our policy up uh, as well, kind of explaining how we use that technology, so that people understand that uh, everybody at the police department doesn't have access to just go in and search this information. It's it's a uh, pretty limited stuff. So, uh, trying to balance that uh, that use for law enforcement for legitimate purposes and protect people's privacy. I that's, I know that's a great concern, and we're, we're highly sensitive to that.
1: Here's a listener who's saying, I'm concerned with property taxes and paying too much taxes. Uh, in the past, sometimes when you'd get a grant to do something, it would get, uh, get you going. But then when the grant ran out, it was the public and the tax dollars that ended up footing the bill on it. Uh, for these LPRs and things of that sort, do the grants expire and then the cost continues?
2: So uh, with all this stuff, there's always a subscription price uh, to maintain that. So, yeah, there will always be that present. Uh, and I know then in the past, especially when it came to personnel type uh, things where you hired so many people and they'd pay for two or three years, then you had to pick up that uh, that uh, that uh, individual uh uh, salary and benefits from that point on. Yeah, that, that happens from time to time in the same way that uh, this grant is funding it for a certain number of years. But but the good thing about this, it's an annual budget thing. It's something that we can back off if we have to. It's something that we don't have to renew. It's just, uh, it's just something that can be evaluated when that time comes.
1: Another listener writes, and this one says, I drive through school zones each morning going to work. And It's obvious to me the people try to go 15 miles an hour up until they pass the security guard. Once they pass them and are not being watched, they go up to normal speed, but they're still in the school zone. What can be done to change that?
2: I know Lieutenant Walker, who is in charge of our uh, uh, traffic unit, is doing targeted enforcement in school zones, and so that is definitely something that he will... Uh, address from time to time there again uh, if you have a specific school zone a specific time I know that when I come through the traffic is just so congested people can't really get up to speed so I know there's some other school zones by their design that the roadway allows for people to do that uh, uh, more than others so uh, definitely point those out I know our school patrol, uh, the people that work school patrol do a pretty good job of reporting back to us when they have incidents as well. So uh, that's just one of those things, just uh, having the information, uh, being able to go out there and observe. And uh, and if we need to dedicate resources, we can. I know that he does plan on doing some more school, just targeted school zone enforcement efforts. So so that is something that's on our radar.
1: Uh, this, another list, uh, looks like a different person here. Has asked about radar being used uh, all the time in the school zones. It, is that too expensive to give units to the crossing guards, or would that even be? No, possible? No, that wouldn't.
2: That, that wouldn't be possible. Uh, so we tried to equip all of our cars with radars, Clayton. And you manage the fleet. I don't know for a hundred percent,
3: but I know most of them or a large majority of them have radar units. Yeah, and we have them also available if they're we have units we keep on hand we can check in and out but the the cost isn't necessarily a factor there to that caller's point it's the anytime you're issuing a speeding violation has to be observed by an officer it can't be a can't be a civilian person so uh for a traffic offense like that yeah and absolutely uh for the time
2: period that they're out there if they addressed one speed (sighs) or if it was even possible uh you'd have nobody directing traffic and it'd be a mess so
1: here's an interesting question we've been talking about new technology uh, they said uh, body cams. Of course, that was new technology right. not too long ago. Right. Uh, and they're wondering, has that proven successful for Murfreesboro? Oh man.
2: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. It's it's been a it's it's been it's been good. It, it was a long time coming, but I think that uh, uh, we didn't get involved in the early stages because we've always had. Uh, we've had car cameras since the ni- mid-90s, I think, 97. Yeah, so we always had uh, the video, uh, the car recorders, and the uh, audio recorders that the officers wore. So we didn't feel compelled to uh, jump in initially, but uh, uh, did some research and were able to get things sorted out to where we felt like we uh, had a good product for both the in-car solutions and the uh, the officer-worn cameras. And, yes, it's it's been a... It's been good. It's been good to us in so many ways. We're able to uh, fairly evaluate complaints. We're able to look at things that uh, could be training issues. Uh, uh, just uh, it's been truly beneficial. Yeah.
1: Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Our final break. So if you don't have your question out yet, don't dilly-dally. You'll be out of luck pretty soon It's 615-893-1450. We are focusing on the city of Murfreesboro. Law and order.
0: We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com.
2: Does your home need freshening
3: up? Let our family at Fair Construction help you. We do painting, new flooring, anything that you need. If you can dream it, Fair Construction can turn it into reality.
1: Fair Construction offers high quality craftsmanship, quick response, and attention to detail. For home restoration at a price you can afford, Fair Construction can get the job done no matter how big or small it is. I'm Ron Hall, shop local. Let our family business help you, Fair Construction Company.
0: Hi, this is Jenny with Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. Ryan's has been here for almost 100 years serving the community. I feel so blessed when families ask us to help them say goodbye to their family. I do everything that I can to make it just perfect for your final goodbye. Give us a call and we'll make that memorial tribute for your loved one and family. Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts, 615-893-7134. 117 South Academy Street. Schedule online anytime. Getting an appointment with
3: Ascension Care Teams at St. Thomas just got easier with online scheduling. Now you don't have to break away from your day to book the care you need when and where you need it. No matter where you are or what you're up to. Whether you're a new patient or if you've been here before. Just pick the appointment that works for you. Schedule online anytime at getsthealthcare.com.
0: We're loud. We're proud. We're blue. WGNS AM and FM, your home for the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders.
1: Welcome back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. That's it. Uh, a few minutes left in the show. Murfreesboro Police Chief Michael Bowen, I think you have some thoughts you want to share with us dealing with traffic.
2: Yeah, so traffic is continues to be a hot topic, and I know as the density in the city grows, it's it's gonna be a frustration for many people. Uh but uh, just uh, just kind of where we're at right now at MPD, last year, about this time, we started the traffic unit and basically dedicated a, a commander and two uh, 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 street-level supervisors to uh, a fully dedicated traffic unit, and as we go into this year, we plan on expanding on that and uh, hopefully potentially up to doubling the size of those officers. Uh, We've also implemented the online reporting uh, for traffic accidents to where you can just go to our website, you can uh, uh, follow that complaint online. And like I said, if you can give us locations, times of days, anything like that, that would be most beneficial to where we can make sure we're sending our resources to the the, the proper locations at the proper times. So that's where we're trying to get uh, going forward. And like I said, uh, a lot of times if you file a complaint for speeding, you may not see a police car for a while because if it doesn't get relayed to you, you may we may put up cameras in an area to, to measure traffic flow, to measure traffic speeds, and just try to get an idea of what's going on in that particular neighborhood. Uh, every we're responsive to all complaints uh we get we get several of them so uh just know that those don't go unnoticed and that that traffic safety and that is a priority for us and uh as we can tr- continue to grow uh as a city we'll we'll keep our efforts uh moving forward to try and make sure that these have safe roadways and that we're addressing issues of concern
1: now are you able to control the traffic flow more with traffic signals how do you see in the news sometimes how these signals are computerized where it keeps the traffic flowing
2: right right and there again that's a traffic engineering uh, uh that's what they do uh so uh they uh, i guess they have a pretty good setup to where they can do that and make adjustments as needed and i don't think it's something where they just set it and forget it i think that's something where they, they absolutely keep in Try to keep in tune with what's going on in the streets and make uh, adjustments as as needed. So,
1: do you so, see traffic patterns changing regularly? I mean, that would be something that the traffic this traffic flow change. Uh,
2: I, I think that some of those things would be subtle as far as light adjustments, things like that. Some of those things would be pretty subtle. So I don't know that it, you would reckon you'd recognize it, especially if they're adjusting it over time. So I don't think it would be just an immediate, uh, something that you'd recognize. But Clayton, I'll let you chime in on that.
3: I I mean, I I think if you just ask any, uh, perception's always kind of what is uh, the gauge, if you will. And I think if you ask anybody, they'll tell you. You know, if you're trying to travel during peak times in the morning or in the afternoon, it's just, whether there's an accident, whether there's it, the school zone, it's, it, it it just is. We have a lot of people occupying that yeah. those same thoroughfares, and so I think it's pretty consistent. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I guess too, one thing you you never really know is going to happen until it happens. When something happens on the interstate, they deflect the traffic into Murfreesboro, Right. and suddenly uh, what might have been an okay day suddenly becomes a nightmare.
3: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I take that perception. I don't wanna take Chief's time, but that's even if you go during peak times a lunch and you wanna to go to the west side of town, uh, I, I checked it yesterday on Google Maps as Interact, you know, they keep up with traffic flow and things. Literally, you could have went <clears throat> to the police department to veterans in eight forty in thirteen minutes. It's really not a long time to cover eight miles. It's just we get <laughs> we don't like to be inconvenienced, unfortunately. And we that's when people say we have a traffic problem. I and I know you don't you can't just Uh, rationalize everything that's not what we're trying to say Uh, but uh, we got I think area to improve but if you compare us to a lot of other places it's really not as bad as people make it out to be.
1: We're almost out of time but uh, somebody had asked us to ask this question toward the last and they said if you were given a magic wand to wave over the city what problem (laughs) dealing with the police department police issues what would you like to see go away either one of you
3: I've heard this question before. Wow, that's a tough one. If you could make a issue that we deal with go away, is
0: that?
1: Oh, just any problem that we have. If there was one problem, what do you see? Is is our main problem that you would personally like to not have? That it's really an issue that impacts the the citizens here. I
2: mean, obviously, you'd have to you'd have to go with. Uh, if there was any one issue, it'd have to be violent crime or or or, or, or personal type crimes, uh, from an operational standpoint. From just uh, taking all the issues off the street as far as crime, traffic, things like that, from an operational issue, I think that would continue to be staffing and and, and, sure. and, and hiring. Uh, but uh, yeah, but just from the community standpoint, man, anytime you can take violent crime and uh, personal type crimes out of the mix, I mean, that would be that'd be. Uh, Probably one of my starting points, or the starting point. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. you know that's encouraging as you say that. I'm, I'm seeing. I, I turn back to the crime center. Yeah, that can help reduce that problem. Right, that right. can be that situation. Right. So you're going in the the right direction. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's so many ways to approach that question. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, there's a. The, there's a huge wish list, just depend, depending on how you're looking at it, but yeah, yeah
1: and that wish list will probably grow <laughs> as technology is developed. Yeah. Thank you both for yes, joining us today. You've, you've given us encouragement. Murfreesboro Police Chief Michael Bullen, along with Captain Clayton Williams, both from the Murfreesboro Police Department now you know why this is truly the heart of Tennessee good leaders like them. Thank you for joining
2: us. Yes, sir. Thank you.